Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, Casual Experts Only. I'm Mike, and I'm joined, as usual, by Luke. Hey. And we're going to be talking about all of the announcements and everything at, at D23 this past weekend. Um, lots, I guess, there were a lot of announcements, but not as much Marvel stuff as people were hoping, or at least not as, not specifically, because I, I know a lot of people were expecting, like, some announcements for casting for, like, uh, mutant characters, X-Men characters, and, like, Fantastic Four. Right. Um, and all we really got from either of those was, uh, the confirmation that the WandaVision director is going to be, um, d- d- directing the Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. So, which had already been like rumored um, months yeah. ago. So I'm trying to remember his name, like Matt. Matt. Is it Matt Sh- yeah, Matt Sh- Shakeman. Yeah, Shakeman. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting, I guess. Like I thought, WandaVision was um, well directed, definitely. Yeah. So I think he could do a good job. Um, but yeah, before we get into more Marvel stuff, let's just kind of, you know, gloss over or, you know, talk a little bit about the actual Disney projects that were announced. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a huge Disney, you know, stan, you know, or anything. Yeah. So right. like, I'm not super excited about any of these things, except I, I am definitely interested in, um, Disenchanted because okay, I, yeah. I was really when I when I was younger, I really liked the first Enchanted movie. Yeah, um, right. and you know, I've always been kind of always been kind of wondering if they were going to make a sequel. Yeah, um, they've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they are finally making one. It is like kind of a long time after. <laughs> um, right. I I, I just kind of hope it kind of has the same. I don't know what to call it tone or spark is the first one because mm-hmm. marvel or not marvel disney does just kind of crank out very similar movies with you know just kind of like throw throw away movies that are kind of fun i guess but don't really leave right. a lasting impression so mm-hmm. I, I i i do hope that this movie is a little better than their average yeah <clears throat> but there are other there are other projects that are coming out are Hocus Pocus two which I've never seen the original so this means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. It's one of those things that everyone's like, oh, it's so great, it's so great. I haven't seen it, but I'm just kind of annoyed at everybody always talking about it. So like, yeah. I, I've never been watching it. I'm just like, stop about it. <laughs> it's never yeah, it's never really interested me. Um, yeah. So I don't really see myself watching it just because it's popular. Right. Um, but and they did drop a trailer for that. But same thing with Disenchanted that has a trailer. Um, mm-hmm. There's this project that I re- I remember being announced a while ago. Um, Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah. I I I think it's live action, but um, it's starring Jude Law's Captain Hook. But that I, they haven't announced who Peter Pan and Wendy are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I kind of feel like Disney just sort of rehashing the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. So, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, it, you know, it can't be good or anything, but also I don't really, you know, care, to be honest. So, <laughs> well, At this point, a lot of the live action remakes have kind of lost their, their novelty. And I heard someone, it was in a review for the new po- Pinocchio movie, they basically said that, uh, like a direct to Disney Plus remake at this point is kind of like the equivalent of like a direct to video in like 2005 kind of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I, I think they've been, like, sticking way too close to right. the originals instead of trying to do something, you know, a little bit different. I think yeah. the only, like, one in recent memory who has tried to do something a little different was the Aladdin remake. Um, mm-hmm. But all the other ones, it has been pretty much, like, you know, shot for shot remakes just in live action. Yeah. Exactly. Especially especially the Lion King. Like, mm-hmm. it, the, the, the CGI lines and everything were cool, but it was basically a shot for shot remake with almost all new voices. That's pretty much it, you know? Right. So... Speaking of The Lion King, there's going to be a prequel, uh, Mufasa, The Lion King, uh, coming out in 2024, and it is a CGI only. You know, it, like it, it's basically a prequel to the 2019 remake, mm-hmm. so it's not going to be animated. I mean, it, it you know it is, but not really. You know, it's it's going to be computer generated and C- CGI and everything. So <clears throat> yeah. This is kind of interesting because was there, the original Lion King had sequels, but I don't think it ever had a prequel. So this is going to be like an original story. If I'm yeah, I think Lion King two and a half was sort of a prequel. I mean, could be interesting, but also you know, it's yeah, just CGI lions with James Earl Jones. At, at least it seems like James Earl Jones is coming back to voice Mufasa. Yeah. So. Uh, and then we have, oh wait, it looks like, so per- apparently it's the, uh, apparently Barry Jenkins is going to be directing it. He's, he directed the movie Moonlight. Okay. Um, and yeah, and it's going to have, apparently, uh, Timon and Pumbaa are going to come back as well with Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen voicing them as, okay. as, as they, uh, yeah, as, as they did in the 2019 right. version. Uh, and then a, a, a teaser trailer was released for The Little Mermaid, which, I mean, it just kind of, you know, just gave a very brief look. Yeah, there was there was one shot at the end of the trailer that it was supposed to be underwater, mm-hmm. but you could easily tell that it was just kind of on a soundstage with some weird lighting. Oh, that's weird. Because like, in the past, like, 10 years, there have been some really, uh, there's been a lot of progress in, like, as far as, like, movies taking place underwater with, like, yeah. Aquaman and Rock. Right. And like to me that shot just stood out so much. Like if you went yeah. back and you watched like the last shot of the trailer, it just looks so weird. Huh. I'll have to I don't think I watched it all the way through, so I'll have to go back and look at that, but it's probably like an unfinished VFX shot. Mm-hmm. Like the, they seem to be doing that more and more with trailers is like, like they'll put out half finished or partially finished CGI shots. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But I guess we'll see when the movie comes out. I mean, you know, if we actually watch it, um, then there's <laughs> then there's Elemental. No idea what that's about, but this is a new Pixar movie. Um, seems like it's going to be starring like a fire-based character and like a water-based character. I'm not really sure what it's about. Um, yeah, it, okay. it looks like Pixar announced like a whole bunch of things, but it's just yeah, like it's they did. That doesn't mean anything, right? I know it's a lot of original stuff, and there is a sequel to uh, Inside Out. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and it's it's gonna continue with Riley, the main character in the first one, and obviously all the, you know, voices in her head. So maybe yeah. she'll actually get the therapy in this one. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but I, I guess back to that elemental thing. I, I guess there is a like a girl made of fire named Ember and a boy made of water named Wade, and they fall in love. Sounds great. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, so apparently this other Pixar movie, it's going to be called Elio. Um, uh-huh. A young outcast who suddenly becomes Earth, an intergalactic ambassador. Mm. Um, all right. And then there's, I don't know how to pronounce this, and <laughs> Iwaju. Iwaju. Um, it's a... Okay, it's a it's a collaboration between Disney Animation and Pan African Animation Studio Kugali that takes place in a fictional version of Lagos, Nigeria, um, and it's set to arrive on Disney Plus uh, in 2023. Mm-hmm. All right, um, not a whole lot else about that. Then there's Strange World, which the first trailer already came out uh, months yeah. ago, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know it seems like a kind of oddball space adventure. Um, yeah, the style of like the 1950s is what it looks like. Yeah, or at least from the trailer, that's what it seemed like. It seems yeah. like it's. I, I got a little bit of like um, very vague, maybe like Fallout vibes from it a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, though it's obviously not going to be the same. Um, right. Then there's this movie called Wish that's coming out uh, in November 2023. And mm-hmm. it's about this girl named Asha who wishes on a star and gets a more direct answer than that she bargained for when a troublemaking star comes down from the sky to join her. All right. Uh, cool. <laughs> Good thing Disney's never done the whole wishing upon a star uh, thing before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I mean, like, I mean, it's not like the, none of these could be good, but, I mean, I haven't really seen any any pixar movies recently that really got me all excited you know um, yeah exactly i was thinking like i don't even i don't think pixar is as big as it was i mean maybe it still no. is but i'm not as interested in it but it just feels like it's not as big as it was like 15 yeah. years ago i mean i i do applaud them for trying new things but yeah. i feel like it's not that interesting mm-hmm. most of it isn't that interesting at least not to me and seemingly not yeah. to a lot of general audiences like the last the last like Pixar movie I saw that I thought was really good was Coco. That was surprisingly good. Um, yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be good, but it actually was when I finally watched it. But mm-hmm. I mean, Toy Story four was okay, but it was just kind of like you know a fourth movie in a franchise that probably mm-hmm. should have ended. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, with the newest one. But the only way, the only reason why I saw that was because I was working at a movie theater at the time, and so we got to watch movies for free. And I, wouldn't have seen it otherwise. It was like kind of forgettable, honestly. It kind of was. Um, yeah, like it. It was okay. I, I liked Keanu Reeves' character. He he was pretty funny, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it was kind of forgettable. Mm-hmm. But moving on to some other stuff. So, um, going to Lucasfilm. So they had a little bit of a presentation for Indiana Jones 5. No actual um, title or footage from it yet. But they well, I didn't, didn't they show it to the... I think they showed some footage to the attendants, but they didn't release it online. That's what, at least that's what I heard. Okay. Um, like a 30-second clip or something. Okay. Yeah, you might be right. Um, I haven't really heard a whole lot about it. It hasn't been, like, <laughs> hasn't been really circulating as much as the Marvel and Disney stuff has. Right, but apparently uh, John Reese Davies is returning as Sala, which is cool. Uh, we haven't seen him since the Last Crusade, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a few other 
actors new that are playing new 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 characters in this like Mads Mikkelsen's in this and so is Boyd Holbrook and mm-hmm. Phoebe Waller-Bridge and I'm not, I'm not really familiar with Seanette Renee Wilson but apparently she's on the cast list as well um and yeah, but I don't know I don't know if Short Round is coming back or maybe the actor was just showed up on set but there was kind of a, like a Temple of Doom reunion I think yeah I saw that third. Was that a D23? Like, did he show up at D23, or was that, like, a set photo? From what I understand, I think he was at D23, but I could be mistaken. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. It, w- it would be kind of cool, though, to see Short Round as, as an adult, um, at least yeah, so. even in just, like, a sh- small cameo capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but apparently during the D23 presentation, Harrison Ford did say um, that he was done. Yeah. After after this movie, he said, "This is it. I will not fall down for you again." So, I guess he's done. <laughs> I mean, which makes yeah. sense. I mean, I was I was kind of surprised he returned for this movie. You know, he's getting up there. I mean, was he like eighty now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I mean, I'm kind of surprised he made it for this fifth one. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He is eighty. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But. That's kind of cool. I mean, it, it, I mean, James Mangold's directing, and he's a good director, so um, could be a good send off, especially considering how mixed uh, at best the the response from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was. Yeah. Um, no word if Shia LaBeouf is returning as a mutt. Probably not. From what I've heard, it doesn't seem like he is. Yeah, I would assume not. So. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna bother explaining that, or if it's just like they're they're just not gonna bring it up, you know? <laughs> yeah, the one thing about these movies is that they're not all that interconnected, so it wouldn't really bother me if they just didn't bring it up. That's true. I think the only ones that really were very in- interconnected were uh, the first one, <clears throat> Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Because yeah. you know, um, crap. Why am I forgetting her name? The Karen Allen character. Uh, um, Miriam? Yeah, Miriam. Yeah, she, she was in, you know, obviously both of them, and they had a son together, so that's a, they, they were right. connected. But yeah, the other ones, like I think Sala was the only like returning character really from one. Uh, you know, he was in the Last Crusade. Yeah, but yeah, uh, apparently there was also footage from Avatar Two that was shown, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, it looks like, um, I think we already kind of knew this for a while, but it's taking place um, quite a few years after the first one, and apparently there's going to be a human character called Spider. Uh, Apparently he's the son of one of the, um, you know, the human invaders from the first movie, Um, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be a villain. It seems like he's suffering from guilt, you know, being related to that and everything that happened. Um, and it seems like Sigourney Weaver's uh, Dr. Grace Augustine is back because she basically got reborn as Jake and Natiri's teenage daughter, or, or you know, not, you know, she's, she's, she's a teenager now. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I wasn't really ever a fan of the first movie, so I'm not really excited at all about the second one. I- I still haven't seen the first one, honestly. It's, I mean, m- maybe it was really, really cool when it first came out, but I didn't see it mm-hmm. until, like, 
at least I probably didn't see it till like I was I I was in high school, so it would have had to have been like at least six or seven years after it came out. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't do much for me. Like I feel like I think the special yeah. effects were pretty groundbreaking at the time, but by, by the time like I watched it, it was like you know like it looked great, but it wasn't like you know groundbreaking or earth shattering for me. Yeah. And I found I, to be honest, I kind of found it pretty boring. I didn't really get into the whole like you know blue people tribe or anything, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. So not my thing, mm-hmm. I guess. But you know, um, if you are excited for this. Uh, more power to you, I guess. Yeah, go for um, it. Yeah. I will say, like, even in, in this article I read from The Guardian, um, they're, they're kind of, whoever wrote this, um, his name is Ben Child, he was saying that just from the footage, it feels like it might have, like, kind of overpacked, like the story might be a little bit, little bit more, you know, too convoluted or... Um, <laughs> chock full for the movie that might be confusing which what wouldn't surprise me too much the first one was was a little bit like that Mm -hmm. and you know it seems like they're making like five of these stories or five of these movies so it seems like they're gonna (laughs) they're really trying to build a universe with this yeah what's kind of funny is that from what i understand the third film is already completed and they've already started filming on the fourth one Mm -hmm. so even if part two bombs we're still likely going to get three and four at this point yeah so that's funny to me it is funny they they must have a lot of confidence probably i mean like i i kind of get it because you know the first one may was like the highest grossing movie for a while i don't think it is anymore but Mm -hmm. it was you know still really up there um Mm -hmm. but that was you know that was 14 years ago they are exactly. they are you know that was before like all these other crazy movies have come out and <laughs> you know i like that there are still diehard fans of avatar but i feel like a lot of the general audiences or the casual fans that you know went to go see it back in the day don't probably don't care as much anymore yeah and they are re-releasing it this month the first one in theaters so i guess yeah. we'll see if that you know makes any sort of significant box office money or not. I guess that right. might kind of gauge the interest. Yeah. But all that to say, yeah. Um, I guess let's move on to Marvel. Now. Or no, sorry. Let's actually do Star Wars next because right. there's a little less. Uh, so the main thing with Star Wars is they released a lot of trailers. Mm-hmm. So we got The Mandalorian Season 3. Which, yeah, there's definitely... Uh, this same footage had been released at San Diego Comic-Con a few mm-hmm. a, a couple months ago. So I had... I, I'm pretty sure I probably saw it, like, leaked somewhere. So a lot of it wasn't super surprising, but, you know, it was probably, like, filmed on somebody's phone or something. So, you know, yeah. I didn't get a very good look. So this season, obviously, the Mandalorian's going back to Mandalore after he kind of got disowned in the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And looks like he's going to be at odds with Bo-Katan, which isn't super surprising because she, you know, didn't seem super happy that he had the dark dark saber at the end of season two. Um, I think the standout about this season is there's going to be a lot of Mandalorians, which could be really interesting. Uh, not only because you know Mandalorians are cool and the more the merrier, but it seems like there's potential they might go into the more a little bit of the lore of the Mandalorians and everything and kind of what happened between you know, episode three and 
the end of episode six where we are now you know like like what like five years after return of the jedi um so that could be interesting plus just kind of like the continuing story of you know dinjarin and grogu um doesn't it it doesn't quite have the same feel as the other two seasons seem to so we'll see how how that goes Mm -hmm. um because the other ones had more of like kind of like a western like spaghetti what western type feel to it Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there was also a trailer for Andor, which I mean, if you explained Andor to me, you know, which before there was any footage, there would there was just descriptions and everything, and I was thinking like, you know, this it sounds all right, I guess, but you know, Andor already died in Rogue One, and you know, like kind of what's the point of this? But seeing the trailers, it actually looks like a very like mature and well done show like set in the star wars universe okay so i don't know if you've seen the trailers at all no i'm i haven't uh, to be honest i'm not really into the star wars side of things yeah that's so fair. a lot of what you're saying just kind of goes over my head but okay yes yeah so with, with andor like it seems more it's seems sort of like a world building show because it's going to mm-hmm. be showing a lot of like what happens in the years following episode three like, it looks like they still have clones and haven't totally transitioned to um, Stormtroopers yet, mm-hmm. at least armor-wise. And it seems more like it's going to be a show kind of depicting, like, the beginning and the b- building of the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. So it, it honestly looks really interesting from that and also just the way it's shot and just like the acting and everything it seems like it's it's a star wars show that's really gonna like take itself seriously and be like just kind of, even if it's not a great like you know even if i weren't connected to star wars it seems like it'd be an interesting well done show okay. so I, I i do have some high hopes for that but mm-hmm. we'll see i'm pretty sure it comes out at the end of this month um, okay i think there's the, i think there's a two episode premiere on like september 22nd or something I believe it's the 22nd. Let me look real quick. When's release date for Andor? September 21st. One day off. All right. Uh, And then we got some trailers. Well, not trailers. We got a trailer for Tales of the Jedi, which is... It's... I I don't know if it goes so far far as to say it's a spinoff of the Clone Wars. It's more like separate self-contained stories you know but it's like by the by the same people who made the clone wars and the bad batch so same animation and everything it looks like it's going to be two main stories like one's going to be about like ahsoka and her history and Mm -hmm. it seems like she's going to take on an inquisitor so it seems like stuff that happened soon after the end of season seven of the clone wars but there's also a a storyline that seems to follow young count dooku Mm. and it seems like it's going to be him like as a jedi but then it seems like it might detail like kind of his fall from being a jedi to a sith okay uh which 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 seems pretty interesting we 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 get to see young qui-gon and i'm honestly like kind of surprised how well they got the animation model to look like liam neeson Mm. like a lot of the other you know animation models look vaguely like the actors, you know, but they right. have their own animation style that makes it look pretty different. But it looks like just like an animated version of Liam Neeson. I was kind of, kind of surprised by that. Is he going to be voicing in the show? No, they have a younger okay. actor because he's supposed to be like a teenager, I think, or maybe like, you know, early 20s. Okay. So 
yeah, they got a younger actor to play young Qui-Gon. But honestly, the action in that show looks really cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm honestly looking forward to that. I've enjoyed the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch. And speaking of the Bad Batch, season two comes out, let's see, I'm pretty sure it's in January. Okay. Um, let me see. Yes, January 4th, 2023 is when it premieres. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool if you're a fan of Star Wars and Bad Batch and everything. Um, so yeah, that is all the Star Wars stuff, except not really, I lied. Uh, there was also um, some footage released of from Ahsoka, I believe. Okay. And they finally... I. Yeah, so it hasn't re- released to the public or anything as it goes. You know, this ha- happens a lot of times with these conventions. Mm-hmm. But they did release, or they did reveal who is playing Ezra Bridger in the show, yeah. which for a long time I heard rumors that uh, the actor who played Al- Aladdin, Mina Masood in the Aladdin remake mm-hmm. was going to be Ezra, but apparently that's not the case, as this guy called Iman Asfandi is playing Ezra. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him in anything, I don't think, but you know, he looks like he could. He looks like a live action Ezra Bridger, so you know. Sure. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's all the Star Wars stuff. Uh, nothing too crazy, but some interesting stuff. If you're a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. now we have some Marvel stuff, which was kind of the main thing, I think. Not only for yeah. fans, but just like in general, this is most of the content seems to be coming from Marvel. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there wasn't a whole lot more than what was shown right. at San Diego Comic Con. You know, there mm-hmm. was. I guess they they just kind of more gave more details about the projects that they already had announced. Right. Um. So, and also there were a couple video game thing so there's this new video game coming out um it's like a world war ii it's set in world war ii Mm -hmm. and it's it features captain america and black panther yeah and it seems like you get to play as captain america black panther um a american soldier i'm not sure if it's like you know like has a name or anything and it seems like a wakandan soldier as well so it seems like you're going to be switching between those four playable characters is this supposed to be T'Challa, or is this, or is this an earlier no. Black Panther? No. Yes, from what I heard, it is T'Challa's grandfather. Okay, that which makes sense. makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say well, that was the first question I asked too. Mm-hmm. I don't think it even has a name yet. Yeah, it's untitled, but they showed mm-hmm. a little bit of footage, which was released to the general public. And yeah. like it, it, it looks pretty cool, but they do that a lot with cinematics. Like they put all their money into those, which are really cool, and the actual gameplay isn't always right. the best. Right. And especially with Marvel games, I feel like DC's kind of cornered the market when it comes to like video games so far, for the most part. Yeah. So, cool. like with the Arkham games and uh, even the Injustice games. So, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Like, I think the Marvel, well, you know, obviously the Spider-Man game was great, but that was technically more of Sony's ballpark. Right. Um, The Avengers game, I think, was all right, but, like, you know, it its worst thing, its downfall was the whole weird online stuff that nobody liked. So, uh, like, the main campaign was all right, in my opinion, but I don't know. But we'll see how that goes. I, I don't think it's the same people who are making this game. So we'll, we'll see what happens. 
Now, as for Midnight Suns, this game was announced a few months ago. Yeah, I think so. And it is coming out later this year. So let's mm-hmm. see. It's I believe it's coming. It's yeah, late, later this year. I think I heard like November. Yeah, but, that sounds good. Yeah, so I don't know. No, sorry, December second. Okay. And it is uh, yes, and it seems like it's going to be. It might ex- be an exclusive next gen console game. Uh, I'm seeing no, here. I think, it's on, I think it's on PlayStation Four as well. Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. So it'll probably be on Xbox One then too. It's yeah. Only, it's on the Xbox Series X. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I have no idea if that's gonna be good or not. Like, I, I like, I like the lineup. You know, um, with Wolverine, Blade, Spider Man, Iron Man, a uh, Ghost Rider, but no idea if it's gonna be good. You know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. Now, on to the actual Marvel Studios stuff. So, this is, um, I, I guess, where it gets kind of interesting. So, we got we got two actual trailers mm-hmm. from Marvel Studios. So, the first one is Werewolf by Night. Yeah. And that one seems interesting. Um, mainly just because it just seems super different from anything Marvel has done before. Right, yeah, it feels a lot like, um, I don't know if you saw any of the, like the Universal Monster movies from like the 1950s, but it looked, I am it feels aware like of them. Movies. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of vibe I got from mm-hmm. it, and like that just seems like it's the obvious, you know, what they are going for. Right. But it comes out this October, so next month. Yeah. And yeah, it seems like the whole thing is going to be in black and white, so yeah. it's very, very stylized. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about the werewolf by night character. I mean, he's, he's, he seems a little, a, little, a little straightforward. You know, he's a he's a werewolf, but um, not a super popular character. But I am in, interested in this mainly, like from what we said, the style, and yeah. also this is this is going to be directed by uh, the composer Michael Giacchino. Yeah, which is interesting. He this is like his first big directorial thing. He's done a cup. He's done like an episode of a TV show. And he's done like a short. That's all he's done. So okay. it's kind of interesting. Like I, I don't really is that I, I've never I've never really heard of that before. A movie score composer, movie yeah, moving to directing. If it's been done before, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of it. It was it was common um, a while ago for directors to compose their films, but I don't. I've never heard of a composer becoming a director. Well, yeah, like like John Carpenter. Um, yeah, he did ha- Halloween and he did the score for it. Um, right. So yeah, that could be interesting. Like I've never seen him direct anything, but he's one of my favorite movie composers, so that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, and and, and it is like a limited special. Like I'm not sure how many episodes it's going to be. Right. But it is a limited. It's definitely going to be a limited series. But it does seem like they're going to. Like it does seem like he's going to be a. Um, character that continues on in, in the MCU. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was wondering like how this fits in with everything else. It wasn't like clear based mm-hmm. on the footage that we saw, so I'm interested to see how they tie it in. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it takes place in the in the past. I mean, that, yeah. Well, it's hard to tell though because that does that might just be the style because they did show some like armored characters. It's hard to tell like what they were exactly, but that seemed like more modern day armor. Yeah. So it's hard to tell, but uh, 
in a recently released like announcement slash photo from D- Disneyland. Apparently, they're adding like another expansion to Avengers Campus, and it's yeah. going to be like uh, King Thanos, who is a multiversal version of Thanos. Right. Uh, I'm not really sure how they're going to do this on a ride exactly, unless it's going to, like I have you know I haven't been so I don't know how the the rides work. I don't right. know if it's going to be like animatronics or you know uh, screens with footage or mixture of both. But the f- promo image they released for that showed King Thanos like in the middle and then just like a bunch, basically every Marvel hero that's currently in the MCU. Well, actually not even currently because it showed Captain mm-hmm. America. Yeah. Um, and Iron Man. And it, interestingly enough, it showed Thor in his Infinity War armor. Yeah. With, with the short hair. Uh, and it, you know, but it, then it showed some newer characters like Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and even Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, and it showed two versions of Spider Man, actually. It showed, like, the MCU version, the Tom Holland version, but then it also showed the animated version from the freshman year show that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And, but. Werewolf by Night was was actually in that photo too, so I'm guessing they're probably going to be using him in future projects. Okay. Um, so that could be interesting, I guess, having an actual werewolf in, in like Marvel movies and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I guess we'll, I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, mm. But it definitely seems like they have plans for pretty much all of their Disney Plus characters to move on to like the bigger ensemble films. Right. So. There's that. We also got a Secret Invasion trailer. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the biggest one that... I think it's the one that got like the most hype and everything because it doesn't feel like a typical Marvel show. Right. Um, it definitely feels like... I From the footage that was released at Comic-Con, people were saying that it felt kind of like... You, more like The Winter Soldier. Kind of like a political thriller type. Yeah, uh, that's the vibe I got when watching the trailer. Right, and I I am very into that, so that's definitely interests me. Uh, I'm not. Right. The thing is, like, if you said like, "Oh, here's a series with Nick Fury as the main character," I'd be like, "Okay, you know, it sounds interesting, I guess." But I, I'm not, I wouldn't get super hyped about it. But this does right. have potential to be really interesting. Just be a really interesting, somewhat self-contained, you know, almost uh, spy thriller type show. Right but is obviously going to have ramifications for the wider MCU because of, you know, the Skrulls and Secret Invasion. Exactly. And I'm looking forward to seeing actual evil Skrulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I did not really like how Captain Marvel handled Skrulls, so I'm looking forward to seeing how they handle them going forward. Yeah, the, the only thing that I... The only hesitation that I had about this trailer is that, like, in the comic, Secret Invasion was this huge thing, and it, like everybody was involved. It was one of those big crossovers. Yeah. Um, but in the show, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of other characters from other properties showing up, and so that's it. Kind of like what they did with Civil War. Like it was a good thing, but it's kind of smaller than it was in the comics, and so yeah. that's kind of like the only concern that I've had about this series. But the, it looks good. But it's just like smaller than I would have hoped for I guess. yeah that's kind of exactly what i was going to say next that yeah it's you know it seems interesting but yeah the secret invasion was like this huge thing where huge right. characters turned out to be scrolls and you know mm-hmm. that had been hiding for years so yeah. i mean that seems to be like the main idea but it doesn't seem like the scrolls are impersonating anybody major at least not from just the trailer 
Right. That being said, I feel like it could really set up like this big conspiracy where like more people are scrolls than, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it might go beyond the show, kind of like the whole Hydra thing uh, in the in the Winter Soldier, where mm-hmm. you know Hydra infiltrated Shield. Yeah. Um. You know, I kind of think it could have ramifications like that that go on to future movies. At least mm-hmm. I hope so. Because if you're going to have right. Secret Invasion, I feel like you can't just have it like be this self-contained little like, oh, well, a few politicians were actually scrolls, you know? Right, right. Uh, but I guess we'll see. But what's also interesting is it seems like this show is going to pit like some uh, nicer scrolls, for lack of a better term, uh, against, you know, the more evil, devious scrolls. Like right. Ben, ben Mendelsohn's Talos seems to be a main character in this, but he's obviously been a good guy helping Nick Fury the last several decades. Right. Last few decades. So it seems like, and it's just, from the trailer, it seems like he's like completely unaware about this. So it could be mm. kind of interesting to like the scrolls don't even know of their own, you know, what their own people are doing in secret. Right, right. Uh, but also, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see like what the heck is going on with Nick Fury because it's obvious that he's up in space with scrolls. We saw that in the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't seem like he's a prisoner. It seems like he's working w- with them. Mm-hmm. And at the end of WandaVision, it seems like Monica Rambeau is going up. It seems, you know, because we had a, a Skrull showed up and told her that Nick Fury wanted to see her and that he's in space. Right. Um, and from the footage that was released of the Marvels, it seems like where they are is a sword space station. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we're going to actually be getting sword, and yeah. it seems like for whatever reason the sword is working in conjunction with the scrolls. So okay. yeah, it could be interesting. Like I really don't know where this is going. I feel like it has the potential to be good, the potential to be not. So uh, I guess we'll mm-hmm. see um, mm-hmm. how this goes because I feel like scrolls should be evil, not only because they are in the comics for the most part. Mm-hmm. But because just kind of like their nature being shapeshifters just kind exactly. of lends to them being, you know, um, de- deceitful. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess we'll see what happens with all this. I I, I hope for the best, pre- prepare for the worst, you know. Right, right. Uh, now let's talk about the Thunderbolts lineup. Mm. So when... This when the Thunderbolts was first announced at San Diego Comic Con, I was like, "Oh, sweet! They're actually doing Thunderbolts. This could be cool." And then we right. got the then we got the lineup. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting this is the MCU." Um, <laughs> it's like you know, uh, I don't know. So let's just go through the lineup real quick. So we have um, Julia Louis Dreyfus, who we've seen in Captain America or not Captain America, the the Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier, and she was in the end of Black Widow. Basically, both times she was re- recruiting people in Falcon in the Winter Soldier. She was re- recruiting U.S. agent John Walker, and, right? And in Black Widow, she was recruiting Yelena Belova, or it looked like she had already been working with her for a little while, and she basically was just telling her to go kill Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> and you know, we saw how that ended, how that ended up in the Hawkeye series. But so she's going to be in right. it. I'm, I'm assuming she's going to be like the leader, or kind of like the Nick Fury of this team. Or right. maybe like the uh, crap. Why is his name is the Rick Flag? You know of this, right? Um, but uh, so she's playing like Valentina de la Garza Allegra or whatever the heck. 
um, mm-hmm. and she, uh, which is, I guess her name is the Baroness, and in, in in the comics, I think, you know, not, oh, no, not not the Baroness. What is it? The, what is it now? You know, I now I have to look this crap up. God, there's just so much to know. Like you know, it's just like yeah. so so many comics. You know, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was just I saw a meme the other day that kind of spoke to the just just the the roster of this movie. It said. Yeah. Every team has it's super soldier, 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 <laughs> and ghost. And I was like, yeah, 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 and ghost, yeah, exactly. Okay, so her name is Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, and in some comics she has been Madame Hydra, mm. but um, I think her other name is like is the the Countess or Countessa, Countessa, whatever. Um, yeah. It's unlikely she'll be Madame Hydra this in this, considering you know it's the, the Thunderbolts and not you know the. It seems like the Thunderbolts are sort of going to be another Avengers type team, not quite. Right. It's not going to be like a copy of the Suicide Squad, which they weren't in the comics. But then again, they had so many iterations in the comics because like it started out being Baron Zemo's team. Yeah. And then and then, it, and then Hawkeye and some other heroes were involved in it. Um, and at this point, it's basically just another Avengers team. It's just. Right, kind of what the movie's going for instead of going for what the original kind of villains. Yeah, started. well, yeah. So like, continuing with like the rest of the actual cast, you know, we have um, <laughs> Hannah John Kamen returning as Ghost, everybody's right. favorite Marvel villain. Um, <laughs> she was just kind of forgettable, you know. But I mean, yeah. then, then again, the whole Ant Man and the Wasp movie kind of was um, exactly like her powers are interesting, but it's just. You know, I, I just don't care. And, right. and then uh, David Harbour is returning as Red Guardian, which I do like. I do like David Harbour a lot. I thought he was fun as Red Guardian, but I also feel like they kind of wasted his character a bit as just yeah. like a comic relief character. You know, I feel like they could have done more with him. But mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, he is just sort of a Russian Captain America. Right. Uh, which, I mean, is the point. He, he was supposed to be, but still. Yeah, but, I mean, we already have two Captain yeah. Americas per se on the team already with, with Bucky and then mm-hmm. um, Wyatt Russell's character. I'm forgetting his name. U.S. agent John Walker. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, I know. And, of course, we have Yelena Belova, which she was never actually in the Thunderbolts in the comics, from what I know. But, yeah. she, you know, it was pretty apparent she's going to be in the Thunderbolts ever since, um, you know, Valentina right. was, was talking to her at the end of Black Widow, so we all just kind of assumed she was going to be in it. And then we have Bucky, or the Winter Soldier, um, which I'm pretty sure he was in the Thunderbolts in one iteration in the comics. Yeah, uh, I think, I think so. it, it did surprise me, though, because I kind of expected his next thing to be the next Captain America movie. Right. So I'm kind of surprised about that. I, I kind of wish... I don't know. I feel like there's too many heroes on this team or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I feel like it would have worked better if it was just Bucky and he was kind of, like, trying to, like, rein them in, like he's the only hero on, on the team. Kind of more like a better Rick Flag, I guess, you know, like a, a right. better, um, more more of a Rick Flag than Val- Valentina would be more of, like, a Nick Fury. Um, yeah. But... You know, so he's on the team, which I'm not like upset about. 
you know, but I'm mm-hmm. not like excited about it necessarily either just because it's the Thunderbolts. And then there's U.S. Agent, who I feel like the only person who really belongs on this team uh, because right. he was like a big Thunderbolt character in the comics, and mm-hmm. I don't really see him going anywhere else. Like, I don't see them really, I, you know, it, it, it did not seem like they were going to do like a solo series for him or right. anything. I feel like the best next step for him would have been the Thunderbolts. And mm-hmm. I do really like what they've done with the, the character so far. I feel like he's been a pretty good adaptation from the comics. You know, right. very much, you know, an anti-hero. Like, he's not a, you know, he's not a straight-up villain. Yeah. Um, kind of like in, in in the comics. Like, he started out being a straight-up villain in the comics, but then he was more of, like, an anti-hero, almost like a mix of, like, Punisher and Captain America, but with less yeah. moral code. <laughs> right. So that's the only character that I'm actually glad is really on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Taskmaster, who is probably like one of the most mishandled villains in the MCU so far. Yeah, um, exactly. Just, uh, and it's not even like just the you know the gender swapping thing. It's just everything they made her is just nothing like Taskmaster in the comics. Um, right. He was more of a Deathstroke type character. You know, he was you know he yeah. had full agency. He was you know he was a rogue. He was you know a assassin he only you know he but he was one of those characters that basically only worked for himself you know and they made they made you know they made taskmaster just kind of a mindless drone (laughs) uh controlled by her dad in the movie and it just left a bad taste in my mouth for sure right um and they kind of never i'm trying to remember like they barely mentioned the fact that she kind of mimics other heroes like abilities yeah they did a little bit like they showed her watching a video but that kind of didn't really explain it fully no yeah like they didn't explain because in the comics he has like it's like a latent ability to just right to copy anybody's moves um from the comics but that also you know he also kind of integrates that into his own equipment and everything Mm mm-hmm so yeah, kind of don't care about any of these. No, but like I don't know. I don't know. It, it honestly, this whole lineup is mostly just Black Widow character, like characters from the Black Widow movie. It's like half. Right. It's basically yeah, it, yeah. It's pretty much just characters from Black Widow and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. Yeah, and there's kind of an unwritten rule in comics when you make up a team that you don't really have two types of the same character like you'll never see mm-hmm. like batman and nightwing on the same team or like red hood and robin like you know what i mean well, yeah it's, like, very, it goes... re- it's very redundant right exactly and so this kind of feels like it goes against that and just so it, it feels very very off yeah well they even kind of made fun of that in the suicide squad because um when amanda waller introduced blood sport to right. peacemaker you know he, she basically just did described in the exact same way and blood sport said yeah. well he does the same thing i do but then they even had like a reason for that because mm-hmm. peacemaker was kind of like her spy or her man on the inside you know he wasn't yeah. he wasn't really there for his abilities he was there you know to st- to keep the mission on track right so yeah i know so yeah like like you said earlier and all those memes going on on the internet is basically like like four super well I, I guess it's like three super soldiers two assassins and ghost exactly and yeah it, it it's just incredibly boring it's, it's kind of the same thing like i have same thing same problem i've had with marvel for a while and not just the movies a little bit in the comics but most of the movies 
is like 80 to 90, 80 to 90 percent of the characters have like super similar powers like they're all just like right. super strong and can kick people mm-hmm. or shoot a weapon you know yeah there isn't a whole lot of variety of powers or if there are they kill them like mm-hmm. like with quicksilver yeah um, but like, like, look, look at the Avengers. Like, the only one that's like very like super unique power wise, at least going from the original lineup, is Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk is just kind of like a big dude that you know can smash things. Iron, right. I, I suppose Iron Man too, because he's got all the technology, but he doesn't really have any powers, you know. Um, right. So, and I feel like this is just leaning into that. Like, it's literally all just people who shoot guns and kick. Exactly. Yeah. Besides Ghost, so I think my only hope for this is that they actually flush Ghost, flesh Ghost out, and make her interesting, and right. do I- interesting stuff with her powers, because she honestly mm-hmm. could be a good asset to the team, you know, especially if yeah. doing more like a more Black Ops type mission. Right. But I really wish they had brought in some other characters, you know, like mm-hmm. honestly, I-, I was hoping for them to bring in a couple new characters, new villains they hadn't used before. Right, um, like even like Bullseye or something would have been interesting. Though I I, I hear mm-hmm. he's supposed to be in Daredevil, Born Again, but they still could have used him in this. Yeah, um, even a, Abomination, who wasn't even really in the Thunderbolts. They, st- I mean, half the team wasn't in the in in the Thunderbolts in the, in the comics. Right. So if 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 they're gonna bring in characters that weren't in the comics, they could have brought in more interesting villains. Yeah, and at the very least, they could have had characters that are kind of like negative versions of the avengers you know yeah like they kind of have like a darker captain america but then like a lot of the other characters aren't represented so to speak yeah i yeah it's true it's all just yeah it's pretty much all just villains from the same characters almost Um, exactly and yeah i kind of wish i don't know i I wish zemo were on the team i I think he's, he's supposed to be in the movie Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing as one of the antagonists, but I think it would have been more interesting if he was part of the Thunderbolts team. Yeah, but and the, the and, the, and the, the thing is, there's been so many different versions of the right. Thunderbolts, and in, in the comics, right. and almost every almost every Marvel villain has been in the Thunderbolts. Like if you really like yeah. look at their roster, so they had mm-hmm. so many to choose from. Some in the MCU and some not. But I am right. very disappointed at like who they chose. Yeah. Um, and yeah. honestly, I would be way more interested, uh, you know, for Taskmaster to be in this if they hadn't just kind of made her a lame version <laughs> of Taskmaster in the yeah. Black Widow movie. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it could still be an, an interesting movie, but it kind of like, I don't know, it kind of took mm-hmm. away a lot of hopes I had for this to be that interesting. Right. I guess I kind of had hopes that this could be like an actually kind of a deviation from the typical Marvel mold where mm-hmm. it's, you know, just like hero, villain, fight, hero wins. Yeah. You know, I felt like that this could be in, like an, 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 an interesting chance to explore a lot more villains mm-hmm. or at least like anti-hero characters, but it just seems like it's like, you know, half heroes, half kind of villains. Right. But... I don't know. Uh, yeah, so definitely not as excited for this anymore. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, so I think the only other things that came out of this D23 panel for Marvel were the footage that they, that they did not show people. 
Mm-hmm. But a lot, well, they they showed it to the people at D twenty three, but not they didn't release it on YouTube or anything, right? There are a lot of descriptions though of all of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see where did I get it? Okay, yeah. So uh, they did show some Ironheart footage. Yeah. Um, and I guess she's going to MIT. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I don't really care. No, <laughs> uh, maybe like Wakanda Forever will change my mind about her character. Um, but yeah, and this and the the hood seems like he's going to be the main villain, played by Anthony Ramos. Right, I, I do like him as an actor, so maybe that he'll bring some interest to this. But mm-hmm. the problem with Ironheart is she does feel very much just like a. I don't know, not even like a, not even like carrying on the mantle of Iron Iron Man to me. She just sort of seems like an Iron Man ripoff, even though they did kind of make Iron Man like a, uh, a an AI version of Tony Stark, her mentor. I just, uh, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, so apparently there's also like montages of her fighting in a computer lab, um, her fixing a bomb. There's quick shots of her armor, which looks so mm-hmm. bulky i don't know why yeah. they went like with the like there's been some set photos and some wakanda forever photos or promo art uh-huh. i don't get why her armor is so bulky because in, in in the comics it was you know her first iteration was very much like iron man it mm-hmm. looked a lot like his suit of armor and then she later made it more her own but it looks you know it looked more like rescues armor or, or it was just kind of more thin and form-fitting and more um yeah just kind of more streamlined. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they're going with this ugly, big, bulky look. Yeah. And then apparently the trailer kind of ends with the uh, her saying, I want to build something like him, assuming, you know, assuming Iron Man, but, you know, better. So um, yeah. I guess we'll see how that goes. Don't, <laughs> right. don't think she's going to build suits better than, I mean, the guy made nanotech suits, so I don't know what you're going to do that's better, but okay. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm not super hyped for that show. In case you couldn't tell, um, <laughs> then we have Ant Man and the and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, which it seems like they use a lot of the same footage. Yeah, from San Diego Comic Con. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It from what I've heard about this movie, it is, which I think we kind of got from the trailer, at least the trailer description, but it does seem like it's going to be more serious than the other yeah. Ant-Man movies. And even Peyton Reed, the director said so. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's going to be a way grander scale than the other movies. And that it's going to, and it, 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 it is going to tie in directly to the, the Kang dynasty of okay. Avengers Kang dynasty. So yeah. interesting. And there is um, a shot of Momodok, but he seems like he's completely, um, like he seems like he's more of an android than a cyborg. Okay. Um, but he does look like the comics, except you know more like a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the big finale of the trailer, Scott has a showdown with Kang and tells him not to mess with him because he's an Avenger. Uh, and then yeah. Kang says, "And and an Avenger, have I killed you before?" And mm-hmm. they all blur together after a while. So this is going to be... I think this is going to be very interesting. Uh, Kang, yeah. at least. Because mm-hmm. it seems like 
they really are leaning into the multiversal, you know, aspect of Kang, where he's from, you know, a different timeline and travels so many different timelines and universes. Right. So that could be interesting if he has fought Avengers before and killed them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's not just like Thanos where he just, you know, he's conquered other worlds but not really messed with the Avengers before. This is like, this is an adversary who has fought several different versions of the Avengers and killed them. Right. So that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, And apparently Scott asks who Kang is and Kang says, just a man who's lost a lot of time like you, but we can help each other. And then he says, someone stole something from me and you're the only one who can steal it back. So I guess he's trying to enlist Scott. Right, uh, mm-hmm. but, but Scott says no. Yeah, and it's not clear what's going to go on with Cassie. It seems like she already has her suit and everything towards the mm. beginning of this movie, and it's not really sure, clear if they explain why she was recast. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, that could be interesting. I mean, the whole Kang stuff seems really interesting. Yeah, uh, and this seems like a much larger movie than we've seen before with with Ant Man. So, right, it right, could be cool. Uh, Loki season two. There's been some. There was definitely some footage re- released for that. It's kind of interesting because both Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania and Loki are going to be focusing heavily on Kang. So they are mm-hmm. really starting to ramp things up and build up Kang which I think is good because he's obviously going to be one of the main, if not the main villain of this uh, phase of the MCU or this saga, whatever. Right. The multiverse saga. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently this kind of, this uh, this footage starts out where with Loki walking, walking into, into a room where someone is reading the TVA manual. Uh, mm-hmm. And as he walks around, he keeps kind of phasing in and out for some reason. Yeah. And then he explains to someone that he's seen some terrible, awful things in his travels, and he takes a staff and sticks it into the wall, and on the wall it reveals there's three sculpted heads of Kang. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we saw at the end of season one, the big statue of Kang. Seems like whatever right. what, what, whatever Sylvie did when she killed the uh, one who's, whatever his name is, um, like the one beyond time or something. Yeah, he uh, who remains. He who remains, there we go. Uh, yeah. seems like really reset things and kind of made Kang, <laughs> uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It seems like potentially kind of made Kang, you know, or at least kind of re- released him from whatever pocket he was kind of hidden in by He Who Remains. Yeah. Um, and there's some other f- footage from Loki, like Loki and Mobius just kind of walking around the TVA and bantering and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, there's a shot of Sylvie sitting on a couch in modern clothes, li- li- listening to music in headphones. And at one point, Loki says that war is on the way. Mm. Um, which kind of makes me wonder if Loki is going to show up in the movies again, like if he's going to show up in the Kang Dynasty. Because it seems right. like... I, I don't know where else he's going to pop up, but it seems like Kang is first of all going to go up against Ant-Man and Loki. Seems like those yeah. are the two, you know, so <clears throat> it would make sense for Loki to show up again since he probably has some inside knowledge about Kang by the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of other footage released for Loki Season 2. Yeah, they did announce that actor Kay 
Hugh Kwan. Speaking of short round, he uh, it was going to join the um, the cast for Loki season two. Gotcha. Okay. Um, something I forgot to mention about the Thunderbolts, mm. um, which actually does make it a little more interesting for me, is they're they are bringing back Samuel Cerns. They are he is going to be the leader. And Weren't see, they, wasn't that Captain America that he was going to come back in? Oh, you're you're right. My bad. My bad. Yep, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So never mind. The the, the, the thunder thunderbolt still sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, let, let's move on to Captain America. Even though there isn't a whole lot to say about it, but um, right. Yeah. So you're right. He is returning as the leader in Captain America: New World Order. Yeah, which is interesting because for a long time that was like the one big loose thread that they just didn't come back to yeah i'm 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 i'm, I'm glad they are that the, they've been yeah. doing it slowly because the for a while it wasn't clear whether the incredible hulk was like canon or not um, right but then they brought back uh general ross in a couple movies and then they brought back abomination and she hulk and now right. they're bringing back leader and I, i'm honestly really glad they're doing this because like you said it was a huge loose thread that they left and the leader yeah. is actually a pretty interesting villain. He's like the really the only mm-hmm. like mind control villain in the MCU, you know, or is going to be, yeah. you know. Uh, and besides that, it's confirmed that obviously um, Anthony Mackie is going to be back as yeah. Sam Wilson, Captain America. But then we're also getting, um, where is it now? Joaquin Torres, mm-hmm. um, he is going to be, oh wait, no, sorry, <laughs> Danny R- R- Ramirez is playing Joaquin Torres, who is going to be the Falcon in this, in mm-hmm. just like the comics, and then right. we have Carl Lumley back as Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. So it seems, it seems like they're bringing back a lot of the cast of the Falcon and in the, in the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interesting thing about this is they're bringing in the Israeli superhero Sabra, who is a lesser-known character, but definitely could be an interesting character to explore. She is actually right. pretty interesting in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what they do with that. But honestly, this movie seems like it could be pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Given the leader, and I do like Sam Wilson as Captain America. Um, so I guess we'll see where that goes. I was kind of expecting Zemo to be the villain in that movie, but it seems like he's going to be in the in the Thunderbolts instead. Yeah. Um, we, when we have the leader, but it could be interesting. Not sure exactly what the New World Order thing means, but I guess we'll see. Right. Um, there was also some Echo footage, and it seems like this show is going to be exploring her Native American roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but also, you know, it's going to be, you know, an action-packed show as well. As, you know, she's going to be fighting bad guys and everything. Um, right. Seems like it's, it seems like it's, it's going to be kind of split between you know her going back to her home and also her kicking ass in New York City or something. So mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. She was an all right character in Hawkeye. So yeah, but honestly, I'm mostly interested in that show because uh, Kingpin and Daredevil are going to be in it. Right. Um, and apparently, like the, the the footage ended with a voice saying to her, "It's been a long time," and it's Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. 
Mm-hmm. So given that, I wonder how much of a time jump is going to be between Hawkeye and this Echo, Echo show. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. But from what I've heard as well, uh, he is going to have an eye patch because, you know, she shot him in the head. Right. Um, which, you know, how, how, how did he survive that? But also it happened in the comics, so. Yeah. I guess we'll see. But what is interesting is Echo and Daredevil are very much in, intertwined in a lot of their comics. I'm right. pretty sure she first appeared in a Daredevil comic. Yeah, I think so. So it could be interesting to see the dynamic between her and Daredevil and Kingpin because they're pretty closely tied together in the comics. Mm. Uh, And then we have Daredevil Born Again, which they didn't really show any footage because they haven't filmed anything yet. Yeah. But they did bring out Charlie Cox to just kind of talk about it a little bit. And they did show some footage from She-Hulk, his episode... Apparently he's only only going to be in one episode of She-Hulk, but it seems like he's going to be featured heavily. Like it's going to be he's going to be kind of the focus of that episode. Yeah. Like him and She-Hulk are going to team up. Uh-huh. And from the footage they show, it showed him and She-Hulk standing on a roof. And Matt says he counts 25 goons because he can hear the beating of their hearts and then Jen questions him on it and says and he says I I can hear yours too. It's beating fast and then like apparently there's going to be kind of some flirtation between them apparently yeah yeah that's what i heard yeah which i mean i think we we saw a little bit of it in the daredevil show but in the comics daredevil's kind of a playboy to be honest with you Um, okay yeah like he's been with a lot of different women in in the comics you know including Mm -hmm. uh including black widow and yeah so it could be kind of interesting to have him actually like you know kind of flirting with with other Marvel characters, as long as it's yeah. not t- too goofy. Right, and the same is true with She-Hulk. She's yeah, you're right. You're right, yeah. So, I don't think that's outside of the realm of what's in the, right. in the comics, you know? Right. Uh, so, that could be a pretty cool episode actually, of She-Hulk having them both team up, not only because they're lawyers, but it seems like they could be an interesting dynamic between them, you know, as superheroes. Right. Yeah. Uh, last little thing is the Marvels. So there was some footage released at the uh, released of the Marvels, like I mentioned earlier. Right. And apparently, this shows a lot of different stuff because obviously, obviously, this is going to be Monica Rambeau, Ms. Marvel, and Captain Marvel. And yeah. so apparently, they do show what happens at the end of. So I, I don't I don't know if you've watched all of Ms. Marvel, but yeah, I absolutely. Okay, yeah, there's an end credit scene where it seems like she and Captain Marvel switch places. Mm-hmm. And they the, the footage kind of picks up right after that and shows where Kamala got uh, transported to. It seems like Captain Marvel was out in space, unsurprisingly. And it kind of shows her family's reaction to Carol just showing up in their house. Uh, right, and I think also that um monica rambeau was in that as well so they kind of all three um switched spots from what i understand yeah i think you're right yeah it seems like kamala ends up going to go like transporting into captain rambeau's spacesuit because she's out in space with nick Nick fury yeah like working on something and then kamala pops up in her suit and like apparently she starts screaming like oh nick fury is this avengers tech uh and (laughs) then seems like uh, Rambo and Fury show up at Kamala's house. 
Um, and yeah. you know, uh, yeah. And then it just kind of, yeah, goes from there. And it seems like Monica kind of explains in the, in the trailer that all of their powers are, um, connected to each other, mm-hmm. which is why they switch places like that. I'm not really sure how that makes any sense given they right. all got powers from very different sources, uh, unless that is some sort of like cosmic force that they're going to explain. But in, you know, in Captain Marvel, it was the Tesseract that somehow gave Carol her powers, just kind of exploded and gave her her powers. Right. Oh, well, it was kind of that and kind of mixed with that weird engine or something. I don't know. And then... Yeah. And then I guess Monica's kind of similar because... Um, Wanda was connected to the Infinity Stone, so you could say that's kind of a similar thing, but I don't know how I suppose. I mean, like, it seemed like she got her powers from the Hex and everything. Right. Um, Which, yeah, I I guess, but, like, they kind of did mention in um, WandaVision that it didn't, the Infinity Stone didn't really give her her powers, it just unlocked her sorcery powers, which were kind of already in her. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, and then, yeah, with, with Kamala, um, at first they made it seem like she was, you know, like a djinn, but she actually turned out to be a mutant. But right. it did seem like she has control over that energy source, the Nor, which yeah. is the Nor, which is like a alternate dimension energy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Their, their powers do seem pretty different. Like if anything, yeah, like you said, Rambo and Captain Marvel would be similar. But right, don't, don't really see how Ms. Marvel's gonna tie into that unless they reveal that like the Nor is actually this uh, this other co- cosmic thing that we're we're yeah. connected to or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think it. I guess it makes sense because they're all three in the same movie, so they had to have some way to try and kind of connect them. Right. I mean, I guess it could have been enough that Monica, you know, knew Carol when she was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kamala was uh, a huge fan of Captain Marvel's, but I don't know. I guess that wasn't enough. Yeah. I will but, say that I'm kind of looking forward to this because I yeah. liked um, Monica Rambeau's character and I liked Kamala Khan's character. So I'm yes. really excited to see to see this movie because I, I I like those characters. Honestly, I am too. I think it was I think they did they did a good idea with this because like while I I think Brie Larson's grown on me a little bit as Captain Marvel, um, right? I, I don't know if I'd be that interested to see another movie just focusing yeah. on her. I think it was a smart decision to bring in the other two mm-hmm. um, because j- just from their first appearances, I definitely enjoyed Monica and Kamala's characters a lot more than Carol's. Right. Um, and I would definitely like to see more of them, especially considering we never really got to see the extent of Monica's powers. Yeah. And it seems like she does have like a comic accurate suit, like that white mm-hmm. silverish suit she had in the comic, just without the weird like wing flaps. Yeah. Um, so that could be cool. I think it'd be cool to have them all teaming up and sort of just kind of seeing that the dynamic between them could be pretty fun. Yeah. Not really. I forget. Did they announce who the villain is for this? I think they might have. I don't re- recall if they did. Let me... Okay. Mm. I guess it's mostly just been rumors, but it does seem like the actress Zawe Ashton. Okay. I'm going to be in this. Yeah, here's here's one from July. It says the Marvel's main villain revealed. 
I forget. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not a very character. Okay, she'll, she'll, uh, Zawe Ashen will be playing General Darben. Uh, I'm not really familiar with that character, to be honest with you. Right. I, I think she's a Cree character. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I don't know. I feel like in some respects they've kind of run the Cree into the ground. But on, on the other hand, right. they really have not explored them that much either. Yeah. It's been kind of weird, but I, th- I think part of it is that they use the Kree a lot in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really haven't explored them, especially considering how, you know, important they were with the whole kree Scroll war and everything. Yeah. I've heard a lot of rumors that, like, Rogue might be in the Marvels, but I highly doubt she's going to be. Right. Um, from It just seems like they're not really going to be using any, any X-Men characters for a while. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like if they were going to introduce Rogue, that would be a super interesting way to do it because mm-hmm. in the comics she got her powers. Well, not you know, not her initial like power stealing powers, but her flight and strength and everything she got from Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers, yeah. who was Ms. Marvel at that point. Right. Um, and they just kind of stuck. They were like her only permanent powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would honestly be really interesting to have Rogue actually have those powers instead of just, you know, stealing other people's powers, basically. Yeah. And it would also be interesting to introduce her as a villain like she was in the original comic. She showed up as a uh, villain at first. Yeah, that would be interesting. But I don't see her coming up in the Marvels. It already seems kind of jam-packed already, but yeah, it would be cool if they did, but it's probably not going to happen. Uh-huh. Maybe in like another sequel. I don't know. Right. But that's pretty much all the Marvel news. Nothing super crazy. Um, I did. I sent this to you earlier, but yeah, there, there, there was like this fake leaked Fantastic Forecast. Yeah. Um, which like for a second I, I thought it was real, but it was mm-hmm. hard to tell. But there's this like site on Facebook that seems to be kind of like a scooper um, account. And some of their stuff seems legit, but they were saying that, like, Henry Cavill was cast as Doctor Doom. Yeah. And that there were a couple of other things that were already kind of rumors, like uh, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, Jodie Comer as Sue Storm. Uh, the only thing that I hadn't heard before was John Boyega as Johnny Storm. Yeah. Um, that all that also had Seth Rogen. As the the thing which I've heard multiple rumors I've heard that Seth Rogen was going to be the thing but then I've also heard that the thing is going to show up in like a cameo at the end of She-Hulk and it's he's going to be played by Jason Segel right so I don't know and as for Johnny Storm I've not heard the John Boyega thing I had heard these like 4chan supposed leaks that mm-hmm. John Boy Boyega was going to be Nova and it was supposedly going to be released okay. at D23 but I feel like a lot of those room or a lot of those leaks were fake because they were supposedly supposed to be happening at D23. Right. But, you know, there have been some other rumors that maybe they are happening. They just haven't been you know, mm-hmm. announced yet. Like there has been rumors that Henry Cavill is going to be in the yeah. Marvel movie. Right. Like it was rumored heavily that he was going to be Hyperion in Loki season two. Right. Yeah. Which I feel like is a little on the nose. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's already s- Superman, and then, like, Hyperion is, a, like, a very blatant Superman ripoff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it'd be a little on the nose. Honestly, I, I, you know, I would honestly kind of prefer him as Doctor Doom. That could be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not only does he look the part, but I think 
he's kind of shown his ability to play a villain in in Mission Impossible. I think. Yeah. I think you know, but he's he's mostly just played heroes or kind of you know roguish anti heroes. So I feel like. Mm -hmm. I think he has the acting chops for it, and it would be a really interesting role. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, like, I don't know how... I don't know, it's been heavily rumored that he, he might be returning as Superman. I mean, I guess it's possible. He could be two, right. you know, big characters from Marvel and DC, but I feel like it'd be kind of hard to schedule that. But I guess, you know... I, I guess it's kind of yeah. a moot point, because it seems like it was just a fake leak anyway. Yeah, and generally speaking, studios tend to avoid stuff like that where they have yeah. two one actor playing two really big characters. Yeah, it's, so but, I, I think it either be one or the other, but probably not both. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. I mean, I feel like if he is going to have a role in the MCU, it's probably going to be a smaller role, level, right. you know, kind of like Hyperion. But <clears throat> I guess we'll see. Um, but like, there were also there also have been a lot of rumors that Giancarlo. <coughs> Esposito and yeah. and uh, Denzel Washington were joining the MCU. Yeah, there were, there were rumors that they were going to be Professor X and Magneto, and right. that it was going to be released at D twenty three or announced at D twenty three. But mm-hmm. according to this four chan leak, they're pl- you know they were playing like smaller characters in like Disney Plus shows, which I'm not sure I buy. You know, right. if, if, you, if, you, if you're going to get them, like, I don't think, you know, like, they, they were exactly. villain roles, but they were kind of, like, no-name villains and, like, you know, very, like, C or D-list villains. Right. Um, like, I think one of them is supposed to be a character in the Nova show. Mm-hmm. Or, no, sorry, the Wonder Mansion. Oh, yeah, that's another, like, quote-unquote leak. I have no idea if it's real or not, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's 4chan, and... Right. You know, it just doesn't, nothing's been confirmed. Uh, there was also, like, part of that leak was that Henry Golding was cast as Wonder Man for mm-hmm. the Wonder Man show. So, no idea if that's true or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. <laughs> there, There's just, like, so much crap floating around the internet. It's really hard to tell what's real until it's actually announced. Right. But... Yeah, I guess that is pretty much everything from D23 and then some. Yeah. Yeah, that was D23. The only thing that I'm really paying attention to is the Marvel stuff. Like, yeah. I'm not really interested in Pixar or Star Wars, but I guess there are people who are, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for, for me, it was mostly Marvel and then and, and Star Wars. Um, yeah. But we may get, like, I, I'm, I don't think it's been confirmed whether Marvel's going to be at New York Comic Con or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are, they might reveal a little bit more. Yeah. I will say D3, D23 was a little bit underwhelming. Like, people were acting like... Because San Diego Comic-Con, the main thing they really brought up was just, like, their slate for Phase uh, 5 and... Or Phase... Yeah, Phase 5, phase five and 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, you know, pretty heavily rumored and theorize that D23 was going to be like, like their big announcements. And right. There, you know, it wasn't really anything that major. It was mostly just footage from their more recent projects or their projects coming out in the next like couple years. Yeah, and it seems like what they're doing recently is they're just they're not really talking about stuff that's like a like a year or a year and a half out. They're mostly just sticking to the more 
recent projects like with Thor. Yeah. They didn't even use the trailer for until a couple months out. So it seems like that's kind of their new strategy is just, you know, going like maybe a whole year out, but not really going beyond that. Yeah, which I mean, I feel like they have so much content coming out every year. I feel right. like it like it fills their panel time. Every, yeah, every time, but it's not exactly like that interesting. If like that, mm-hmm. if the next year or so they aren't coming out with that much, you know, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like it's not going to be until like twenty twenty four, twenty five that a lot of the really stuff that I'm interested in is going to be coming out. Right, like uh, Daredevil: Born Again and Fantastic Four and Blade mm-hmm. and Secret Wars and everything. So. But, you know, yeah. So, yeah. all right, we might get more announcements at San, uh, uh, New York Comic Con, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Right. But, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. And check out our other podcast episodes. And check out our YouTube and our social media. Yeah. Uh, usernames and everything in the description. And... Mm-hmm. We will see you next time. All right. Yeah, see you.